Hello, and welcome to Bilingualism, Friend or Foe? My name is Ori, and I am a senior at the University of Wisconsin-Eau Claire studying psychology, communication sciences, and disorders in Spanish. Over these next five episodes, I will cover some common misheld beliefs about bilingualism and what research really says to support or negate these beliefs, each lasting about 10 minutes or so, minus this first one. As someone who studies communication and has been exposed to learning other languages, I am very interested in this topic, and I hope by the end of these episodes, you are too. Before I jump into some of the myths, it is important to briefly go over some important terms and have a basic understanding of what bilingualism is. We live in a world where it is increasingly common for individuals to know and be able to speak more than one language. According to the U.S. Census in 2016, about 22% of the U.S. population spoke another language than English at home, and it is projected that these numbers will increase. Many individuals in the U.S. and around the globe are bilingual. So what does it exactly mean to be bilingual? A person who is bilingual can speak and understand two languages fluently. This definition can get a little messy though, as people have different ideas of what fluent means. For the purposes of this podcast and how I personally define fluency, I use the definition from Merriam-Webster, which states that fluent is defined as capable of using a language easily and accurately. So the way that I view bilingualism is that a person can use both languages naturally and without many errors. However, even native speakers make mistakes in their language, so it's not realistic to say that bilinguals are completely accurate in their language use. In contrast to bilinguals, there are monolinguals, and these are individuals who know and use one language. Note that there are individuals who are fluent in three languages who are considered trilinguals, and some who are multilingual, meaning that they know three or more languages. For the purposes of this podcast, I will be speaking about those who are bilingual and monolingual. So how do people become bilingual? How does one acquire the knowledge of two languages in the first place? Well, broadly, there are two main types of bilingualism. The first one is simultaneous bilingualism. As the name suggests, this is when two languages are learned at the same time. One important characteristic of simultaneous bilingualism is that the two languages are acquired before age three. This is not to say that all language is developed and perfect at age three, but that the individual has had exposure to and can communicate in both languages. Therefore, simultaneous bilingualism is usually seen in infancy. The second type is sequential bilingualism, and this is when an individual learns one language first and then learns the second one. A great example of this is growing up hearing and speaking English and then learning Spanish starting in elementary, middle, or high school. Another really important distinction that I want to make is between dominant language and non-dominant language. Again, as the name implies, dominant language is the language that is used most often and with greater proficiency. This is also referred to as a person's L1. The non-dominant language, otherwise known as L2, is the language which is used less often. Relating this back to how languages are acquired, in simultaneous bilingualism, both the L1 and L2 are learned in infancy. They are learning the languages at the same time. With sequential bilingualism, however, the L1 is acquired first. Then later, say in middle school, 
The L2 is learned after the native language has been established. Okay, so hopefully at this point, I have clarified some important terms and definitions. As I have mentioned, there are many people who speak or are learning more than one language. However, there are many myths surrounding bilingual individuals. Some of the most common myths are that bilingualism causes confusion in an individual or that it impacts their cognitive development, more specifically in a negative way. Others surround language development with the premise that bilingualism causes a language delay or disorder. Lastly, another common one is that learning two languages impacts academic achievement. I will be discussing each of these five myths in separate episodes and providing some research that hopefully clarifies and contradicts these myths. So lastly, before I end this episode, I just want to quickly touch on why this is relevant. Many people may ask, well, why does it matter? What if I don't know anyone who can speak more than one language? And what if I don't want to learn another language? Well, the chances are that you do know someone who already speaks another language. And we live in a world where knowing another language can actually be advantageous. People make decisions about their kids and whether they should learn another language, or perhaps you yourself are thinking about it. One reason that these myths are problematic is because they can discourage people from the opportunity to learn another language. But if people don't want to learn another language because they personally do not feel the need or they don't want to, that's okay too, and I'm not pushing for everyone to go learn a new language. But if someone is not going to learn a new language because of some of the myths that I will be discussing, that is why this podcast is relevant and can hopefully provide some information in that area. So I hope you will join me in my first episode where I will be discussing bilingualism and confusion. Thanks.